This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. A video of the talk is also available along with more downloads on our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk. If you'd like to join us in person, our talks take place at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. Um, this is the subject you've given to me, so, so thank you for that. Um, and it is a very, um, it's a lovely subject really. And we're just going to scratch the surface this afternoon of looking at just one or two psalms, um, which hopefully will encourage us at different points of our lives, whether we're down, whether we um, just need that bit of encouragement in our lives. Um, and what I've decided to do is just look at the psalms. We're going to go through them, starting in Psalm 1 and then work through to about four or five um, psalms in order. So it's very straightforward to find. So you, you won't be turning up too many passages. Um, this is what I'd like to start off by thinking about. Well, what is the purpose of the psalms? Very briefly have a look at that. Then we'll go to look at six or seven psalms for particular reasons. The first one is for the oppressed psalm to give us perspective in life a psalm for strength a psalm to do with politics uh, a psalm for trouble and a psalm to trust it and then that's it really um, so we're just going to have a look at one psalm per section um, I think what's come across to me looking at this study is that the psalms are very very simple in some regards you can just read one verse one line here and you can take that away, like we were saying earlier, really. You could just take that away and think about that the whole of the day um, to encourage or to help or to strengthen us. And that's the beautiful thing, isn't it? The, the, there's a simplicity about the, the scriptures and, in particular, the Psalms. So, what is the purpose of the Psalms? Well, let's have a look at Psalm 1, if you don't mind opening, turning back there, please. And I want to just think about this very first word that we read about in Psalm 1 and verse 1 which is blessed blessed or blessed and really it means happy <laughs> it means happy happiness and um, we could look at Psalm 119 like we did earlier and really Psalms are written to make us happy <laughs> um, that doesn't mean that we're going to have a smile on our face every minute of every day because life's not like that is it but we will have this inner contentment. We will be blessed. We will feel happy. Um, and really, this is what the Psalms are about. And they're instructing us how to live, uh, how God is giving us the opportunity to be happy in life. And that's a lovely thing, really, I think. And in fact, Psalm 1 talks about how that works out in, in practice. You know, we have to walk not after the ungodly. We don't stand uh, with sinners. and We don't sit with the scornful. And but our delight, verse 2, is in the law of God. So um, if we want to be happy in life, we need to read the Psalms because they will encourage us. They will um, help us. They will strengthen us. And I think everybody in this room, I'm sure this is the case, that when we've had times of trouble, we've had um, times of hardship or distress, the Psalms are a place you can go to for real comfort and encouragement. Um, just to give you an example, we have many Iranians, as you know, in Sale. And one particular um, sister now, who's happily, she's baptised, 
when I first met her, she was in a she was traumatized. She'd been come over from Iran, um, had a terrible experience where many of her friends were put in jail or or executed, and she was in a mess. And she said, she didn't know much English. She said, "What what do I do? You know, what I don't know what to do." Um, and my instinct was just to say, "Well, um, just read read a psalm, find a psalm that makes sense to you." read it um, and it will give you some encouragement and she did and she came back and said you know that was really really nice advice because it really gave her strength and encouragement in a tough time in her life and it's the same for all of us so what is the purpose of the psalms um, as we said it can give us perspective it can it can make us happy if we follow the instructions there it's also when we think about it and we don't um, we read it don't we on the page here the psalms but they are written to be sung they're hymns aren't they like we've just sung together a nice hymn which is the, the words of a psalm put to music uh, and I guess the purpose of that is so that we remember the words and most of us can remember <laughs> music hymns, lyrics can't we um, you know I'm sure we can all remember lyrics to many many probably hundreds of of um, popular music tunes um, and it's the same with same with the psalms really they are words to help us remember if we sing them um, and I think another purpose of the psalms is not only are some psalms messianic they point forward to Jesus and his life and his suffering um, his, his crucifixion I mean it's amazing that's not our subject this afternoon but you know that he would have his hands and his feet pierced here in the psalms and I think it would be a great encouragement although Jesus knew what was coming to him and had to be that sacrifice and die a painful death he would read the psalms we're going to look at one or two and get great encouragement from them so the psalms are written by men and I think this is important to say who had trouble in their lives people like David people like Hezekiah who were in real distress at times of their lives they were surrounded by enemies literal enemies in their case and they wrote the Psalms under inspiration um, and it would have given great comfort not only to them but also to us who read them afterwards um, going through what we have to go through in our lives right let's get started then let's have a look at the first one which is Psalms for the oppressed come over please to Psalm 9 all we're going to do is pick out a couple of verses in each psalm and then move on. So Psalm 9 and um, we're going to start at verse 9. Similar words really to what I was saying earlier about this Iranian sister who needed something to hang on to. Verse 9. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. A refuge in times of trouble. They that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, hath not forsaken them that seek thee. And, as I said earlier, these are just a couple of very short verses. Easy to remember, aren't they? The easy um, ideas here that God, verse 9, will be a refuge for the oppressed. Somewhere where we can go to. And this is how we treat our Bibles, really, aren't we? This is where we find out about the character of God, about his love, about his mercy, about his kindness. And he will be a refuge for the oppressed. And we've all got oppression of some sort, haven't we? It might not be a literal oppression by authorities, but we might have oppression in our lives from illness or from disease. 
Um, we might have oppression from family life or financial oppression. I mean, there's lots and lots of ways this can apply to us human beings. And a refuge, it says in verse 9, in times of trouble. So, um, the Psalms can be somewhere we can go to for a refuge, to be a stronghold. Something that um, will, will give us perspective in life so that we can hang on to God's promises. And we read there, don't we? Um, further down, it's in verse 18. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. And there are many psalms that talk about God looking after the needy, looking after the neglected, looking after the poor needy. He says God will never forget the needy. Okay, so that's the, that's the psalm for the oppressed. What about um, a psalm for perspective in life? And again, there are many of these. Um, we're going over in chronologically, so let's have a look at Psalm 23. And of course, this is probably the most famous psalm, isn't it? If you ask someone on the street, they probably would recognize this psalm. The psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, or shall not be in want. I, shouldn't, I don't need anything else. Verse 2, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So there's, you know, our subject is Psalms of Encouragement. Verse 2 says, um, sorry, verse 3 says that he restores my soul. He energizes, he refreshes us, he restores us. Um, and then we've got this very um, powerful message, haven't we, in verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And every one of us will have a point in our lives won't we where we feel like we're we're in the shadow of death where we have a tough time where we feel that we are maybe at death's door maybe um, our family members we feel that we're in the valley of the shadow of death and yet the psalmist said yet I will fear no evil because God is with us and that's a wonderful thing isn't it that's a really encouraging thing that God can be with us in our darkest and in our most troubled time and what are we to look forward to brothers and sisters and friends verse 6 surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever so it doesn't mean we're going to have a comfortable and long and happy life um, where everything goes right in this life but the end result in verse 6 is that we will live in God's house forever, in God's kingdom. And that's really the hope for the future, isn't it? Now, God is with us through our lives, in our calamity and our distress, and we look forward to the kingdom where he, we will be free of all those problems and issues. So that gives us perspective, doesn't it? It gives us um, a different view when we're going through trouble, when we're going through life, that God is with us and we've got the kingdom to look forward to. So what about strength when we're weak? Well, just turn over please to Psalm 27. Um, we've got this mentioned here in verse 1. Um, and this is, you know, this is King David. This is a strong, confident, um, faithful man, David. And yet he 
also had times in his life where he was afraid where he had to go to his God for strength verse 1 the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked even mine enemies and my foes come upon me to eat up my flesh they stumbled and fell though a host should encamp around me my heart shall not fear though war should rise against me in this will I be confident so verse 1 talks about God being our light and sometimes we, you know, we feel that we live in a dark world don't we where there's immorality where morals are, are non-existent we live in a world which is cruel and selfish very much in the western world and we're afraid we're worried for our children our grandchildren our families about coping and yet verse 1 says that the Lord is the strength of David's life that was and when we think about it we think well it's all very well to write things down um, well David really lived this didn't he think about him with David and Goliath you know there was his enemy this massive brute of a man uh, in front of him all of Saul's army were quivering and shaking with fear and David put this into practice didn't he he said you know who is this uncircumcised Philistine what's he going to do to the almighty God so he actually lived what he wrote David didn't he he actually um, and I guess that's the challenge for us is that when we read verses like this and we think yes this is how I feel do we go and put it into practice when we're outside when we're out in the world Um, look at this in verse 5 for in a time of trouble he will hide me in his pavilion in the secret of his tent shall he hide me he will set me upon a rock so God is going to protect us here's if we're feeling weak and we're feeling like we need strength, God says, I will be your strength and I will hide you. I will protect you. Look at this in verse 10. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. And you know, there are, there are uh, families where parents have forsaken, have given up. Father and mother have left, have deserted. Um, and yet the psalmist here says the Lord will take me up will gather me up the margin says um, and if we're thinking well I'm you know I'm just too depressed I'm too down I'm not um, I have no strength I have no um, no drive and energy I've got no nothing to live for look at this in verse 13 I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living so we're talking about a psalm for strength here's the psalmist saying I, I was, was going to faint I was going to fade away if I didn't have something to hold on to and what is that hope verse 13 the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living in other words he's got the kingdom to look forward to and that's the thing isn't it that we have to hang on to to get us through like Jesus for the joy that was set before him um, so let's take our strength from the word of God and let's put our trust in in him now um, what about politics this is topical isn't it at the moment this week um, there's a selection of our world leaders (laughs) Um, and I think it's fair to say that there are many many people um, like I work with who are in a bit of a pickle really they're in a bit of despair because what's the world coming to when we've got leaders such as these people Um, can't quite get the head around it seems a bit surreal that's what they say because um, 
you know, Donald Trump's the President of the United States, or um, Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of the UK. Well, we've got a psalm here which hopefully will um, calm us all down a little bit. And as Christadelphians, this is a great blessing, isn't it? We can go to passages like this and we can say, oh, actually, you know, they might be in charge of our country, but God's put them there. So let's have a look at Psalm 33. And I mean, we live in a democracy, don't we, in the UK, where things are relatively, we have freedom of speech, we can meet together here uninhibited, we can uh, pr- practice our um, religion and our worship peacefully. In many parts of the world, that's not possible. Um, so that's, let's just think about that in context. Uh, but here in Psalm 33... Um, let's just get some perspective here in verse 6 by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth so when we think about politics when we think about leadership when we think about um, the way the world runs it's not really run by these people is it it's run by God look at verse 6 it says he's the creator he made the heavens he made the stars um Verse 8, and this is, this, is, this is really our perspective, this is our view, isn't it? Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. So, you know, that helps us to deal with these politicians, doesn't it, that we, uh, we see uh, everywhere, is that God is the creator, and we should be in awe of him. Imagine if a politician stood up, stood up and said these words, you know, Everybody needs to respect the God of the Bible and stand in awe of him. I mean, they'd just be laughed off stage, wouldn't they, today? But this is our position, that God is in control. He is the one. Uh, amongst this seeming chaos of politics, that he is the one in charge. And interestingly, it goes deeper now in this psalm. Look at this in verse 13. The Lord looks down from heaven. He beholds all the sons of men. From the place of his habitation, he looks upon all the inhabitants of the earth. So God sees everything. And you know, sometimes we might think, well, does God care? Look at these leaders. Look at the state the world's in. God does. He looks down from heaven and he sees what's going on. And he's in control. Look at this in verse 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. To deliver their soul from death. Verse 20. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. So. I guess it's a matter of trust isn't it in our lives. Do we trust what politicians will promise us and promise us and then fail as human beings? Or do we trust as um, it says in verse 20. In the Lord. Is he our help and our shield? Um, That's what we'd like to put our trust in. Um, the one who really is in charge Um, okay let's move on to um, the next psalm which is psalm 34 and just going to look at one verse here and this is the beauty of the psalms is that if we're in trouble if we are in really rock bottom look at the words here in this psalm and I think this is this is a lovely lovely simple verse which can help any anybody in their lives and it's verse 6 Psalm 34 and verse 6 this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles and you know there's one verse I want you to sort of go home and 
take home and remember this week that that's it because every one of us can be in a position can't we where you know we've got troubles we've got worries and yet if we cry to God he hears and he will save us from our troubles I mean the next verse is one of the more famous verses from the Psalms even in the whole Bible but this verse 6 seems to be so simple and so applicable to every one of us because we're all going to face troubles in our lives we just have to cry to God and he hears us and he will help us so I think if you know Psalms of encouragement that's an amazing verse Uh, okay last one is Psalm 146 so we've missed out a great section there but we'll be here all day otherwise Psalm 146 and I chose this one really to finish with because not only can the Psalms give us encouragement and hope and lift us up when we're down but much much more than that God's word and his principles can eventually save our lives through Jesus Christ um I don't know if you, you're probably wondering why I've got that picture up there, but it's basically, you know, when you're a rock climber, you know, you really have to put your trust either in, I think he's free, um, that's a free climb, so he's um, got no ropes. Um, you really have to put your trust, don't you, in that rock, or you really have to put the trust in that, um, that equipment, that rope or that clip, whatever it is that you're using, um, because it's a life or death situation. And here in Psalm 146, um, I'll put it up on the screen there, but we're just going to read a little bit more. Um, Verse 3. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goes forth, he returns to the earth, in that very day his thoughts perish. So the psalmist tells us here, we're human, we are frail, we're mortal, we live and we die, we're passing away. So who are we going to trust? Who are we going to put our faith in and our trust? Well, verse 3 says, Don't put your trust in princes like those people we put on the screen earlier, politicians or leaders. You know, um, don't put your trust in, you know, the business that you work for or the pension um, provider that you've got um, because they're just human beings. They'll come and they'll go. And it's in whom there is no help. And I don't know if you've got a Bible like I've got, but the word for help here in the Hebrew, for verse 3, is the word salvation. And there are people, there are men and women, aren't there, in life that can help us. You know, the doctors and the dentists and the teachers and the mentors and there's people who can really help us. But they can't save our lives. And yet God is able to do that, to save our lives permanently by forgiving us, by um, being kind to us, offering us fellowship and hope and life everlasting in God's kingdom. So, a psalm to trust in. Let's put our trust in God. So, just to finish, the psalms are written by real people. The one, in fact, that we read as an introduction was the psalm for the sons of Korah. They went through terrible trouble um, in their family, um, and it really did need lifting up and encouraging. But they're real people with real problems and real issues and needed lifting up and we're the same aren't we people like David and Hezekiah and Jesus and they can help us in our lives too if we only open God's word and read them each day so let's read them regularly and thank God for the encouragement that they can give us thank you
We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, videos, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk. Thank you.